Hey, Stan, you're an author. You've written how many books now? Well, uh, seven on my own or uh, co-written, but I've uh, had a hand in about 40. Have you been a ghostwriter? Um, you could say that. Okay, so for those who don't know what that is, <laughs> it's somebody who writes a book for somebody else. But I would hope that your name is on the title there, you know, on the, you know, you get credit for that, in other words. Yeah. There are there are gradations. <laughs> if, if my name is on the title, like a with Stan Guthrie, that means I serve, served really as the writer, you know, working with the, the uh, named author to, you know, get his ideas and, and points. Um, if my name is not on the title, um, on the book then I'm usually more of an editor. So uh, it, it depends, and it's it's pretty negotiable. I saw this article on Christianity Today posted this week. Here's the headline, The Problem with Christian Book Endorsements. Whew, okay, the blurbs you see on the books. I admit it. Yeah. Uh, I read those endorsements, uh, and the names do carry some weight. You know, I, I can tell if uh, maybe some of them are maybe not so theologically sound. If this person is endorsing this book, then maybe I have a check and I'm like, I'm not sure, forgive me for close thinking, but I only have so much time to read. But mm -hmm. I, I do use those, you know, I really do. Yeah, And everybody uses them. How does this really work? Yeah. This article it lays it all out there because how many of these celebrity pastors who endorse books Really read the book itself and this whole—let's let's just talk about how this whole thing works. Well, um, the article was written by Caitlin Beatty. She's a former colleague at Christianity Today. I believe she's an editorial director over at Baker Books. And, you know, there was that controversy uh, last week, uh, something that uh, Crossway published on its site was—let's uh, just say it was too salacious. It was probably uh, rated more than— uh, uh, gee, so um, okay. So, so, so hang on, hang on for a second. You dance around the yeah. edges of it, and that's cool. I appreciate that. But it was it was actually an article on the Gospel Coalition's website, oh, right? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's right. And uh, it 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 stretched the metaphor of uh, Christ being the bridegroom and uh, the church being the bride a little too far. I, let's just say it got a little too physical, a little and. Uh, and there's um, a book that it's based on that is yeah. uh, it may be released by now or it's coming out soon, and it it's, did use the the act of sex. You know, the Bible compares our union with Christ with marriage, but this mm -hmm. went way off. The, the The excerpts that I saw, they had to dial yeah. it back, and there were all these people who yeah, endorsed the book. Yeah, it with marriage. It doesn't compare it with the honeymoon. So. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Uh, yeah, yeah and, they, and, I think they went too yeah. far, and that's yeah. part of the problem of uh, evangelical publishing is... Um, Sometimes, well, there's a couple of reasons. Well, let me back up. A couple of people have withdrawn their endorsements, and at least one of them said that they will not, um, they will not go ahead and uh, continue their endorsement because they had not actually read the book carefully. And so they kind of said, well, sorry about that. So that's why Caitlin wrote that article. You know, what is the deal with endorsements? And here's the thing. A lot of people who write books and a lot of people who endorse books are extremely busy. And so if you're at your computer and, and a good friend, uh, you know, a co-laborer in the gospel uh, sends you a message saying, would you endorse my book? It'd be really important uh, for me. I think it would help get the word out. 
it's really hard to say no, but it's also hard to find the time to read an extra book on your stack. And so sometimes uh, people uh, will do shortcuts. They'll maybe read the introduction, the first couple of pages, or maybe a couple of chapters, and then they'll write the book. And, and, and there's some value to that because they can endorse the person. You know, not every endorsement has to be exactly about the minutia of the book, you know, tracing out its arguments. It's only two or three or five sentences. So you can endorse the person or the broad idea, but, uh, you know, you can sometimes get bitten <laughs> if, uh, if the book has some controversial elements that you've missed. So um, your listeners should know that I would guess probably, um, I'd say 50% of uh, the endorsements that you read are, are not written by someone who has read the book cover to cover. Mm-hmm. And sometimes fact, these, some, these well-known folks, they actually have their assistants, celebrity pastors, let's call them, yeah. for instance. They have their assistants who actually write the blurb and they kind of sign off on it. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> Ooh, I just touched a nerve. <laughs> Tell us more. Say, you know, there, there are layers to this thing. And uh, after reading Caitlin's article, I've decided that I'm not going to uh, do any more endorsements of books unless I have the time to read it cover to cover because I don't want what happened um, uh, this last week to happen to me where I have to uh, withdraw my endorsement. That doesn't look good, and it doesn't serve the readers well at all. You know what I noticed in my library the other day when I was looking through some of my books and reading the blurbs and the endorsements? And I'm just like, I want to count how many here. And I kept counting and counting how many books I have in my library that were endorsed by Ravi Zacharias, who we know Mm -hmm. what happened. Uh, He's passed away now, but we know the scandal that involved uh, his ministry and all of that. And I see that and I'm thinking, I think Kingdom of the Colts, one of the, uh, Walter Martin, one of the uh, editions of that, uh, Ravi wrote an endorsement for, maybe even the foreword. That was one of the books I was like, wow, you know, and I guess you just, you don't know. And that's just, I mean, that maybe that's an extreme example of all of this. Uh, but anyway, it just kind of hit home for me. And then I saw the article. So, so uh, have you ever endorsed a book, Kurt or Kate? I have. No. I have. One, well, it, it's, it's, it, it began on Washington Street, Kristen Couch. It's a series of essays. She's been with us as a blogger. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, I have a blurb that uh, that came out with her book, but that's the only one. Well, I, you know, it's just wonderful. I've had some wonderful people endorse my books, and they really do help, and it, it's such an honor. And I know um, some of them really do read them cover to cover, and uh, that's the practice that I'm going to endorse and enforce from <laughs> going forward so uh, nothing bad like that happens where I have to. Um to a mea culpa. Imagine if the blurb appeared as it was written. Timely and compelling message. Famous pastor dash marketing intern. <laughs> hmm. Well, you know, I mean, there, there's a, there's a, you know, you can look at the other side as well. I mean, I'll just take an extreme example. You know, the president of the United States gives a lot of speeches and he, or in the future, she does not have time to write all those speeches. But hopefully, uh, and, and, no, and no one says, well, that's dishonest, that's unfair, whatever. They're, they're trying to pull the wool over our eyes. We know that they have whole staffs of people writing for them. 
But what we hope is that the person who's writing for them is capturing their thought, is careful with it. We also hope in, in, the, in our best moments that they're actually looking over the speeches and, um, and saying, yes, that's what I want to say. And that's generally what I do when I'm writing for other people is I make sure that they sign off on it because they're putting their name on it. And so, um, you know, it's not, it's not dishonest, but it is complicated. And so um, we, we do need to be careful and we do need to uh, know what we're endorsing. I mean, that's a bare minimum. So. Yeah. Well, you know, these a lot, of these, a lot of these well-known pastors, for instance, they come out with books like maybe two and three a year. Uh, if you've got an output like that, that's tough to keep the assembly line going, you know, coughing out books, you know, cranking them out. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a lot right there. And I know a lot of these books maybe are taken from sermon series, but you right. still need someone to put all that together. Yeah. Um, one, of my, uh, one of my former pastors, Kent Hughes, I did a, a lot of uh, Bible commentaries based on his sermons. And, you know, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying that, you know, once you hand over the sermon, there's a lot of editorial work that goes into it to make it a readable book. So, I mean, that's no secret. It's just, but that's why people like me, who are not a um, well-known pastor or, you know, some other kind of Christian leader, have work. Because not everybody can do what we do, at least in a timely fashion. So we're using our gifts to the best of our ability, and they're using their gifts and their time to the best of their ability, and hopefully uh, the kingdom is served. I love Kent Hughes. Disciplines of a Godly Man is a book that I revisit over and over and over again. Yeah, he, he was a great guy. I saw him uh, last year. I, he, he's still, uh, you know, got the twinkle in his eye. I think he's still writing, still speaking. So You know what he it, told Alistair really Begg? Alistair Begg shared this story. He said, I was talking to Kent Hughes the other day, and uh, he was indicating that maybe he retired too soon. Of course, Kent was the pastor of College Church in Wheaton. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I well, I, I would have loved to have had him longer. I, I was there when he left, and, uh, <laughs> you know, he he's probably the best uh, week-in, week-out preacher that we've ever had the privilege of sitting under. Yeah. He spent nice. many hours per week working on those sermons. Yeah. So it was no, it was no accident. Had a chance to chat with him on a couple of occasions in regard to some books that he had written. So uh, just a really great guy. If you see a book by Kent Hughes, make sure you pick it up and uh, read the endorsements first. No, just kidding. I'm giving an endorsement here on the air. Oh, my goodness. I just realized it's not written, but it's... (laughs) But this is a good one. I've read the book, okay, over and over again, Disciplines of a Godly Man. Hey, Stan, always a pleasure, my friend. All right. Well, thanks a lot. I enjoyed it. Have a great day.